6: Presented by High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five.
0: All right, welcome. Happy Monday, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. Get the week fired off. Alan Davis joining us now. Alan, welcome. How are you, sir?
7: John, I'm doing great. Good to hear your voice.
0: Good to hear you, too. Level engineering is who Alan's with for all of you. Uh, maybe tuning in for the first time, Alan's our solar guy. So, Alan, uh, you've got a couple of stories, and you and I have you know, been chatting back and forth on this. And things that some folks don't think much about when it comes to solar is, of course, the industrial, commercial, ag, and also church end of things.
7: Yes, sir. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. So, you know, uh, basically there's a program in Colorado. It's called the Pace program. And basically, anybody that has a business uh, and like to upgrade their building, uh, they could do it just by improving the energy efficiency of it. And what it does is it moves your uh, power bill and solar bill over, uh, you know, to the um, to the property tax. So um, anyway, when you sign up, it makes a huge difference in your cash flow because you get a large check from the government. Uh, if you're a church, if you're not a church, then you get a tax credit right same amount so that's exactly uh that's that's the program it's called CPACE and if anybody i've uh you know summarized it if anybody would like to call me and get just a summary of what the CPACE program is but if you could dream it if you said you know let's say you have a church and you say gosh if we could just you know um you know just build another sanctuary a bigger sanctuary or if we uh could have a coffee shop at our church and invite everybody to come have coffee uh if you can dream it, you can have it, and then of course, at the same time, we'll uh, improve your energy efficiency with solar or by improving, you know, repairing your roof. And um, you know, uh, Dave Hart uh, can help help you with that. You know, right? Uh, yeah, and and real, I want to
0: jump in from it, Alan. For a lot of you guys that are commercial property owners, where you've thought about doing something solar-wise, whether it be for you or potentially even. You know your tenants. There's all sorts of ways that Alan can help structure that. But I want to explain what he said on the property tax end of things. We all, as commercial owners, typically pay property tax. Either split it up and you pay it twice. Uh, you know, twice. You know, early in the year, or you pay it in one chunk, depending upon how you want to change that up. And what Alan's saying is, the cost of doing solar, and you're going to get money back on the credit side of the fence, not just on taxes, but on a credit basis and Alan can exactly explain that to you individually. But Alan, the cost of the solar is not monthly payments any longer in that particular case. On commercial, it then is added to your annual property tax bill, which, for all of you listening, make sure I explained this correctly not only do you get the tax credit side on that end of things, but you all know you're able to expense off your property taxes as well. So you're essentially now expensing off again, not only depreciating initially, but then expensing off through those annual tax payments one more time. So, Alan, you actually get the triple dip here.
7: Yeah, it, it, it's too good to be true, John, and it won't last forever, that's for sure. you know. Um uh, but, yeah, uh, the story I wanted to share today, you know, I'll just be really brief. Uh, we had a gentleman from this radio station uh, call us, and he said, Alan, you know, we had a, a severe weather event on uh, my property. And uh, for, for literally it was uh, in – it was uh, I think it was in 2013 he said this happened. Uh, and he said for two weeks we couldn't leave the property uh, we couldn't get water out of our well wow and uh you know we uh, not only did we almost die you know our our animals almost died because we couldn't get the well water Correct. for them and uh anyway he, you know that's what we could do for you we can set up power you know where it, it won't be inter you know it won't be interrupted if the grid's down and you know the grid can go down for more than just weather you know uh,
8: every,
7: everybody that calls us says oh you know the grid goes down because of the weather but you know there's there's uh you know solar flares. That's right. There's uh, ter- terrorist attacks, EMP events. All those uh, you know will cause the grid to go down as well. You
0: know you're right. And and, uh, and and to your point, this is a misconception folks have about a lot of standby power in solar, especially if you don't have a power wall of some kind or backup generation. Alan, even your panels themselves are not going to really do you any good because they have to have power from the grid initially to make everything work. If you don't have that, and because we can't back-feed back into the grid, they won't allow that. If it, things are down, that power has to shut off that you're generating now because it, for safety reasons for the linemen, they won't allow that to back-feed in. So unless you've got the ability to store that energy with a power wall, you're still down in, in the in the case of a power outage.
7: Yep, that's absolutely right, Chad. You know what, you know You know so much about my business. It's always a... <laughs> It's so great you know just to listen to you you you, you even explain it more concisely than I do. So, well, you know, what an honor. You some know. of
0: that is because of you and the information we've shared back and forth over the course of the past year or so. And one thing I wanted to ask you that you can share with folks as well, and I say this all the time, and I know there's a lot of folks listening, that, you know, government's money is our money, and I get that. In fact, right now, a lot of the tax credits we're talking about on all sorts of things, Alan, not just solar, but there's all sorts of credits that are available out there for all sorts of different things that we as Americans do. Whether we like it or not, Alan, that money has been, quote-unquote, borrowed and set aside. Whether we liked it or not, that's already been approved, that money is there. So my point is, while you yourself may not enjoy that or appreciate that, the reality is the money has still been set aside. It's like businesses that had PPP money, Alan, whether you liked it or not, that money was borrowed and set aside to not participate in it is, in my opinion, it, it, you might as well. I mean, it's already there. It's already set aside. And if you individually can benefit from that at the end of the day, you're paying for it anyways, one way or the other.
7: Yeah. You know, John, you just make such an excellent point there. You know, the uh, uh, there's so much money going out the door in the government for this right now. You know, the, uh, I could definitely see a regime change happen, you know, at the end of the year, yeah. uh, next year, and this not be around anymore. And I could see, could
0: see that as well, time. Alan. And, and again, I'm yeah. not, I'm not saying, Alan, I'm for nor against. I mean, the reality is, at this point, it doesn't matter. It's already been set aside. It's already there. And if you have the type of a home and or business and all of this works and the money makes sense at the end of the day, which you're very good at presenting all of that to them. And then, folks, just make the decision on your end as to how this works and whether it's a good fit for you or not. It's really that simple, Alan.
7: Yeah, it really is. And the uh, and for residences, for individual residences, the minimum tax credit is thirty. Thirty percent, okay, and the maximum tax credit is fifty six percent, depending on whether or not your your accountant or whoever does your taxes is comfortable taking the maker's deduction. So, so you know, like, you know, let's say that your you know your system costs thirty thousand dollars. That means you are going to get more than sixteen thousand dollars back. You know, as a credit. I see. Uh, You know, it it, it's just it's just amazing.
0: (laughs) Which (laughs) And, uh, and that's folks. By the way, that's where I always say. You have to call Alan to find out how this works for you, where do you sit, what does your roof look like, how much sun exposure do you have, how much shade potentially do you have. In fact, Alan, at some, in some cases, maybe trimming some trees back and some, doing some things that, again, you can suggest to them would help in some of these areas, but you have to have all the facts in front of you before you say yay or nay.
7: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And that's the biggest thing about churches. Almost all churches have good sunlight Correct. On roof. Correct. That's why we can do something for the and by, and by the way, I'm looking out here
0: at all these commercial buildings just off of uh, off of Havana here uh, as well, Alan. And frankly, same situation. They're typically tall enough, and even if they've got shrubbery, it doesn't even come close to coming on top of the roof. Commercial buildings are also a very, very good uh, candidate for this. Again, not just because of what I explained with the CPACE program, but because they've got sun when, when most people don't.
7: Yeah, exactly. Yes, that's right, John. Yep, yep. So... Anyway, I, you know, I, uh, you know, just uh, I'd love to work with anyone. You know, Colorado is in the top three states of sunlight, the amount of sunlight we get. So, true. You know, if you live in Colorado, you benefit probably more from solar than almost any other state you could live in, you know. And
0: Um, and again, and I know Alan very well, folks. Trust me when I say this. This isn't high pressure. What you're hearing from Alan right now is how he's going to talk to you on an ongoing basis. You don't know if you qualify until you call him and just have that initial conversation. Then, Alan, you do all the legwork behind the scenes, give them the facts and figures. And again, there's no high pressure. They determine from that point forward what they want to do.
7: Yeah, that's right, John. Absolutely. That's how we do business. And I... You know, again, I thank you for your time today. Now, my wife said I have to brush my dog's teeth now. (laughs)
8: uh,
7: (laughs) Well, have fun with that, Alan. Uh, That's
0: a chore that...
7: Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm a versatile guy. Yeah,
0: that's a chore that uh, you can have, Alan. So, uh, hey, I appreciate you, Alan. Again, all that you do, and uh, we've got some decisions on our commercial building as well we're trying to make. So, again, that CPACE program for all of you that are in the commercial world, yeah, you really need to look at that. Talk to Alan today and find out how that would work work for you alan's number by the way 303-378-7537 and charlie let's put him next so we can just hear from alan next but alan again i appreciate you so much and thanks for all that you do and again just the great spirit you have about you sir
7: all right well have a great day alan i will you you.
0: do the same buddy i appreciate it have fun brushing the dog's teeth and alan is next again level engineering 303-378-7537 Alan Davis knows that you value your energy independence. He also knows
6: that you would want to own your personal power production facility if you could. That can happen today with solar panels and a battery system if you need it from Level Engineering. There's great pride in ownership and knowing that no one else can cut off your electricity and keep you from achieving complete energy freedom klz listeners have taken these brave steps working with allen the typical benefits include no increase ever in your power bill no additional bill due to the smart meter the power company has installed and great savings on your power bill usually only about 25 to 35 percent of the amount you were going to pay the power company most everyone who now has solar is thrilled that they got it just like some of our klz listeners they love the freedom from the power company that it gives them and they love the huge tax credit too Call Alan Davis for a no-obligation quote. Call 303-378-7537.
0: That's 303-378-7537. All right, Golden Eagle Financial, Al Smith. And again, all the things we just talked about with Alan when it comes to credits and rebates and different things. And all of that, by the way, could apply even for those of you that are approaching retirement when it comes to your power bill and all of that. Get with Alan Davis on the financial side and find out exactly what he can do for you. Find him at klzradio.com.
4: Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial loves aircraft. And he knows that to land a plane, you need to follow a checklist. And just like landing a plane, a successful retirement means having a quality, time tested checklist to avoid the myriad of potential pitfalls you could run into. He'll help you determine what you want your retirement to look like be it traveling, going on cruises, donating, or volunteering, or anything else that you have in mind for a fulfilling retirement. And you can find comfort in knowing that Al has been at this for over three decades. He's seen nearly everything that can derail your plan. You know that his checklist is going to be realistic, flexible, and proven through years of experience, in addition to being customized for you. Contact Al Smith at Golden Eagle Financial today by going to klzradio.com/money. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Investment LLC, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Golden Eagle Financial Limited are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents.
0: Speaking of roofs, we were just talking to Alan Davis about that a moment ago. And one of the things that needs to happen on solar, of course, is the roof has to be in great shape. And those of you on the commercial end of things, they can actually put all of that into the same package, getting the roof repaired, replaced, and handled, and solar all at the same time. And, yes, that just gets added on to your property tax bill annually. And Roof Savers of Colorado is the place to go to find out what your roof needs. Call Dave Hart today, 303-710-6916.
9: With hail season behind us now and snow season fast approaching, we here at Roof Savers Colorado want to help ensure that your roof can brave whatever elements this season ushers in. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners evaluate the best option for their situation. If you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. However, in the event a replacement is necessary, we will also work with any insurance company to get a damaged roof the replacement it needs. Do not let your home fall victim to the ever-changing Colorado climate. Be proactive and set up your free inspection to receive an honest evaluation of the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCo.com to keep your roof ready forever Colorado throws its way.
2: God, country, reason. Now back to John Brush.
0: All right, we are back. Question of the day, which I waited until now for Fridays, was what term did Richard Dawkins coin in his nineteen seventy six book, The Selfish Gene, to describe culture elements that spread and evolve like living organisms within human society? The answer is the meme, or the mimi, the meme. Which I've always wondered. I asked Charlie this on. On Friday, who makes them? They all look pretty similar. Is it just one dude in a basement doing memes, or is it a big, large conglomeration of people, or does somebody just one day sit down and Photoshop something together? I mean, who starts these things? I've always wondered who the meme creator is because I don't, and I'm not that witty and smart to actually do that. So it's definitely not me. You'll never see me with my name attached to any kind of a meme because it's just not the way. My brain works. Do I enjoy reading some of them? Yes. Some of them are annoying, by the way. But, yes, some of them I enjoy. So, anyways, that's the answer of the day, or the answer to the question of the day on Friday. Today's impossible question of the day. Answer this on the RushToReason.com website. Name the four countries that have a firearm on their flag. Name the four countries that have a firearm on their flag. There's a bonus question as well. And don't cheat. Don't look this up. Don't cheat. Bonus question is... Which one has a modern firearm, and what is it? This one I actually knew as far as the bonus question. Don't ask me why, but I did know what the bonus question was. I won't give any hints because most of you will figure it out if I give you a hint. So I'm not going to give you a hint. So to kind of talk, coincide with what Alan was talking about from Level Engineering on Solar, I'm going to have a. I had an article here. This is from the Institute for Operations Research and the Management Sciences, talking about the power grid. Now, I had this in my notes even prior to knowing Alan was going to be with us today, so it just coincided very well. And we talk about the grid and those things on a routine basis anyways, whether it be on Ready Radio on Fridays from 2 to 3 or during the week, even sometimes on drive radio. Even without the exponential growth in the EV car market, which... I was watching some things over the weekend, and I've got to sit down and do a little math to determine if the person I was watching was correct or not. He was at a—what a, um, are those things? I should know this, Charlie, more than you even, but the, is it Charge America? I think they're called Charge America, the little stations that are all around the country. I think they're called Charge America stations. And they have the ability to, depending upon the station and where it's located and so on, you can charge at a— Fast rate. In other words, it's a DC charge station or a level 2, depending upon the station and what's going on and so on. There was a gentleman there with an electric car, somebody kind of like myself to where he's driving one really to learn more about it and what they do and so on, all the ins and outs and what have you. At any rate, he was saying that to charge his one car at the rate it was charging equaled some exorbitant amount of houses – in what he was charging at that time would have powered X amount of houses each month. And it was a pretty large number. And I'm not it was like a hundred houses. It was a pretty large number. Now, I've not verified that because I didn't sit down and run the math and determine that. I've got data from my own EV that I can actually look at and see what you know how many kilowatts am I using and so on and so forth. And I can do the math and, and I will. I should have had that ready for, for right now, but I just happened to catch that video Uh, late last night and honestly didn't have time this morning to go through all the math to determine that. But I will, because just because somebody says something in a video doesn't mean it's true. I'm going to talk about that a little bit later today as well. But I will find that out. At any rate, the U.S. is on pace without EVs to place higher demands on its ever-aging electrical grid. Now, I talk about that a lot on Ready Radio, constantly. Constantly. Have had experts on many times talking about that as well. So, according to reports, Texas alone is on pace to draw the most power of any state in the country. Of course, they have their own grid, as we all know. And analysts say this is a harbinger of things to come for all states. Texas has been hitting or has been battling blackout risk for years. The Texas electrical grid operator reported that this past summer alone it broke 10 peak demand records. That was just this last summer, 2023. Why is the question. Population growth, more air conditioning, industrial users tapping into the grid. Keep in mind in Texas, look at how many companies have moved to Texas, i.e. Tesla, and what that does as an additional strain on the grid. So not only is there more people moving to Texas and living there now, but there's more companies because they've become a very friendly state to do business in. And in turn, there's more businesses moving there now. Some of you may or may not know this, but most businesses will use, on average, gosh, uh, depending upon the business and what they're doing and whether they've got, you know, a factory floor and so on, anywhere from two to probably a hundred times more than the average household would, depending upon the size of the building. I mean, I have a commercial building that we operate out of, and I have my own a uh, waste oil heater that really just takes a little bit of electricity to run, so I don't have any any type of a gas bill to speak of. But I will tell you, just to power the lights alone, because commercial rates are actually higher, so I, I'd have to look at the actual kilowatt hours to determine what the actual rate is, but I can tell you right now that my shop alone is three times the amount of an average house. That's And that's a small shop. Less than 10,000 square feet. So you can imagine what a 100,000 square foot industrial facility would eat up power-wise. It's Folks, it's huge. Charlie, I read at one point, and I could be completely wrong in this, the sphere in Vegas. I think their power bill is like $350,000 a month, I want to say. I think I read something that it's fairly close to that. So do the math on just one building there in Vegas and how many homes that would equate to. It's huge, folks, absolutely huge. So point being, industrial buildings use up far more power than what a household would. So Texas is battling that. That's part of the reason, not to mention the, uh, the use of electronics by nearly every U.S. citizen. And to this, the conversion from gas or oil to electricity and home heating, home appliances, and so on. And and by the way, government's pushing all of this because, again, gas is bad. So keep in mind, every time the government pushes for someone to go from a gas stove to an electric stove, gas dryer, electric dryer, gas furnace, heat pump, every one of those conversions is just using up more of the power in said grid. So the big question is, in the U.S., Or is the U.S. grid capable of meeting current and future demands? Many analysts are worried. I've interviewed some of these folks, by the way. And they say action must be taken ASAP to improve the grid. And, yeah, I can't disagree with that at all. We are at a point where if we don't do some upgrades, folks, you can count on rolling blackouts, if not complete blackouts at times. So this is a story that we follow often. We have people on that we interview often on this. And all I'm going to say is, back to Alan's conversation we had a moment ago, if you truly want to be independent of the power company when there is a complete lockout of power, either a blackout, brownout, or just flat-out EMP strike, something along those lines, you have to have a power wall. There's a misconception, oh, I've got these panels on top, I'll always have power. No, you won't. If you're not storing said power for your own internal use, the minute the power goes off, you are disconnected from the grid. And currently, all your solar is doing is being fed into the grid. And essentially, you're getting a credit for the kilowatts you're using or that you're feeding the grid back into. You're getting a credit for that on your bill. That's essentially how this works. So you are not storing power. You're feeding power back in the grid to help out neighbors and others. And of course, you're buying that power back. It's not going directly from the power panels, the solar panels, to the inverter and then right back into your home. It doesn't work that way. Now, I guess theoretically, if you were using a certain amount of that power at a certain time, I guess theoretically it would go to the grid and then right back into your house. But in theory, it's not. It really is going back into the lines to supply power to all of the other folks that live around you. You're supplying the grid with power, the minute that grid power goes off, so does your solar output to the grid, I should say. Solar output is still there, but there's no place for it to go, so it doesn't do anything. The only way to keep going during a blackout is to have a power wall, which are batteries. That's Tesla makes them, and so do some other companies. It's a power wall system that you then store that energy, and keep in mind, Solar panels are DC, direct current. They go to a direct current battery system that then when you need it is turned into alternating current or AC to power whatever you need in your home. And, again, these are things that Alan can go through and tell you how much of that you would need. But without a power wall, your solar will do nothing other than sit up there during a blackout. And I think there's a ton of misconception on that where people think, oh, I've got solar panels. I'm always good. Not unless you've done this and you've got a power wall unit. And then on top of that, for an EMP, have protected all of those electronics through EMP Shield. Because if you haven't done that, there's a chance those items can be damaged as well. So you've got to be able to protect those items as well. And these are things, of course, Alan can share with you as well. All right. I wanted to cover all that, not just because Alan was here, but just in general. I think there's a lot of misconceptions on that. And bottom line, folks, I think for a lot of folks, myself included, what are you going to do to handle these rolling blackouts that I believe are coming? It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And it depends on where you're at in the country and how well your grid is going, you know, how robust it is, and even sometimes what part of the city do you live in. You've already seen that here in Colorado where some places pretty much always have power and other places it really varies a lot. So, again, that really comes down to you, your home, where you live, and how protected do you want to be. So, again, give Alan a call if there's any questions along those lines. We're going to switch from power to plumbing because that's another big deal. Make sure that your plumbing is working properly. If you've got any issues at all, whether it's water coming in or going out, Hi-Fi Plumbing is the place to call. 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE.
5: Low water pressure can ruin your day. But high water pressure can damage your fixtures and appliances, and High 5 plumbing can help you prevent it. High pressure causes water to flow too powerfully through your pipes, so when it comes to the end of a line, it slams into your fixture or appliance, causing damage that potentially voids the warranty on the appliance or fixture. So if you're hearing banging in your pipes that sounds like this, you may have water pressure that's far too high. There are many factors that can affect water pressure. So, High 5 installs a device to measure and regulate that pressure. So, you're not damaging your toilets, faucets, fridges, or anything else in your home that uses water. For water pressure that's out of control or even just to find out if it is, call High 5 for that at 1-877-WE-HIGH5 or go to klzradio.com/plumbing and tell them you're a KLZ listener for $50 off your repair.
0: Michael Bailey Law, make sure that you are dialed in for your uh, end of life. We don't want to leave anybody uh, holding the bag or our, our loved ones you know, having to handle things that we could have handled ourselves prior to leaving. So make sure that you've got your estate in order today. Call Michael. Find him at klzradio.com. mobile estate planner Michael Bailey doesn't want your Thanksgiving ruined by
2: arguing again this
3: year. What a great looking dinner. It sure is good that we could all come together and eat some turkey this year. Mm-mm. Yeah, well, you know, I sure do wish Mama could be here. She's probably getting closer to leaving us. Hey, I wonder what her plan is with her collection of presidential chia pet heads. Hey, those
10: are mine. She
3: promised. She said I could have them and she wants them on display at her funeral. You can keep whatever you want as long as I get the money to pay off my RV. She ain't going to pay you nothing. She already said I'm taking over the finances, and I'm getting a Woohoo! That settles it. We're calling that mobile estate planner, Michael Bailey, I heard on the radio. He'll come to her, and he'll know how to make it all official, and he works quick. This holiday
2: season, give your family something they can really use, an estate plan that keeps them from arguing at the dinner table. Contact mobile estate planner, Michael Bailey, by going to klzradio.com
0: slash estate, and get your house in order. All right, Dr. Scott Faulkner, I had a conversation with him today, and one thing that he wanted me to mention here as we're heading into the end of the holidays is if you have an HSA account and you've got some money sitting there, keep in mind that he falls under that HSA end of things. So if you're looking to get rid of some HSA money and you need a way to do that, he can help you with that. Uh, including handling things that he may do for you next year, but handle it this year. Again, he's got some creative ways to make that happen for you. Just give him a call today and find out what he can do, 303-663-6990.
10: At Castle Rock Cryo, IV and Integrative Healthcare, you'll experience a competent, friendly and efficient staff that puts your comfort and care first. Dr. Scott is a true advocate of the latest advancements in healthcare. That's why he only uses umbilical derived stem cells, which have been clinically proven to be the most potent stem cells available. Tired of waiting weeks for an appointment? Unlike other practices, Dr. Scott has the remarkable ability to see you in a matter of days. Don't wait any longer. Call Castle Rock Cryo IV and Integrative Healthcare at 303-663-6990 to schedule your appointment with Dr. Scott Faulkner today.
0: All right, Genesis 1-3 Electric. And we've been talking a lot here in the last couple of segments about electricity and power walls and all sorts of things. And by the way, they can help with all of that as well. Genesis 1-3 Electric. Find them at klzradio.com. Genesis 13
2: Electric wants you to save money on your electric bill. One way to do this is with dimmer switches that are affordable, convenient and less expensive. Newer dimmer switches, even on the highest setting, use about 20% less electricity than a standard switch because they don't ever draw full power, so you'll have a lower cost on your power bill each month. Because of that lower draw and the positive environmental impact, government mandates are making these dimmers a requirement in new construction. You can stay ahead of the game with Genesis 1-3 Electric. Dustin and the crew at Genesis 1-3 are great consultants, and they love building solutions for what you need. The holidays are a busy time for electricians, so reach out to the folks at Genesis today by going to klzradio.com slash light and fill out a short form for KLZ customers to get $100 off two or more dimmer switches.
6: now back to rush to reason presented by high five plumbing where every call ends with a high five
0: all right welcome back and again happy monday rush to reason denver's afternoon rush klz 560 david wright joining us now david welcome how are you sir couldn't be better how are you john i'm very good president owner wright financial group you've got a book actually i was uh uh, reading some of it today, so I appreciate you sending me a copy. I very much appreciate that, and it's a uh, and I got to make sure that I'm correct on it. It's a book coming out December the 12th. Is that correct?
8: That is correct. Actually, okay. the release date December 12th from Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and Books a Million um, available for pre order at those sites.
0: All right, and it is a bonfire of the sanities.
8: Reset your retirement
0: portfolio for today's. Financial lunacy, and in it, you talk a lot about not only David—you know—just where people are, what they're looking for, some of the misconceptions that are out there. But then, on top of that, you know, what should you be looking for in retirement, and the type of investments that you should be able to handle, right?
8: Oh, that's all about the 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 book. Really, it's a labor of love uh, with thirty years of experience, understanding that people for many years have been approaching their retirement planning in the wrong light. Many people don't even ask themselves the question, what's the purpose of my money? What's the reason I have this money in the first place that I've saved in my 401K? You know, what's it for? Yep. Yep. What do I need it for in retirement?
0: The other thing I appreciate about your book, which we talk about a lot here, and that's why I really wanted to have you on, it coincides very well, is just what are you going to do in retirement? Are you going to just... You know, sit back on the couch and eat Cheetos. Or are you going to be involved with some nonprofits and have some purpose, which, by the way, is what most people are after anyways, and you talk about all that.
8: I do. Purpose-based investing and purpose-based retirement. Actually, the, having the retirement mapped out as far as what you're going to be doing is, is as important as knowing yeah. how you're going to invest the money, uh, knowing that you're not going to get up every morning and eat bonbons and sit uh, in front of the set. People that do that are going to get old very fast. They might as well continue to work if that's what you're going to do. So volunteering for your church, whatever it might be, finding things to do to yeah. you know, keep busy, to stay vital, and uh, to make a contribution so that you feel good about yourself uh, in retirement. I, I, I like that because I, I think
0: you're right. A lot of folks, and I coach businesses, and I kind of do what you do only on the business side, really getting, you know mm-hmm. again, businesses to focus on, like you, David, sure. where are Thank we headed? How are we going to get there? What's the plan? In fact, in a business, David, how are you going to exit said business at some point in time? Because most businesses, there is, or at least they think there's an exit strategy. They probably never sat down and created one. But you're doing very much the same thing in the personal end of it where you're saying, okay, guys, great. You're at X age. You want to do X at X age. And then after that, you want to do X, Y, Z. How do we make all of this work?
8: It's, it's really like putting a puzzle together, to be honest with you. When you look at what a person's goals are in retirement, not just the non-monetary goals, but the monetary goals, uh, a lot of advisors that I've run up against in the last 30-plus years seem to coach their clients on more of a strategy of performance. Now, that sounds counterintuitive. Why why wouldn't I want my investment to to perform well? Everybody wants good performance, but... It, when you get to your 60s or 65, 70 years of age, you want to have investments that have a purpose. The purpose, primary purpose, should be to have uh, a smooth retirement. The way to make that happen is to know that you've got income that's reliably predictable right. month after month, more income than you need for the rest of your life, so that you can do those volunteer things. And the only way to get there is to understand how you're invested now. Is it producing income? Are you doing everything you can from a tax standpoint to minimize your taxes? And not only that, making sure that you understand of your current portfolio, what's the bottom line? What's the the line in the sand that you're willing to not go below mm. uh, as far as risk is concerned? A lot of uh, people don't realize they're just taking so much more risk with their investments than they should be uh, at the age they're at certainly in your 30s and 40s and 50s, you can take those risks uh, because you have time on your side. Right. But what advisors that keep you in those same strategies, and I see those people, John, every day in my practice here at Right Financial Group, that are going into retirement, not really assessing the risk of their portfolio or the reason they have the portfolio, which for nine times out of 10 is to generate income for their retirement. So, they end up not meeting their goals, understanding that, you know, you see a lot of these people at, you know, the uh, local stores in their late 60s, early 70s uh, with the shopping carts, uh, pushing the shopping carts back up to the uh, right. to The uh, stanchion right. there. Those are some of the people that got caught in the 2008 downdraft mm-hmm. that didn't really understand. You got to protect what you have and uh, make it have a purpose of income.
0: How often, David, too, this is the other thing that I think worries me a little bit with folks, is they sort of think that everything is going to go along as planned. There won't be any health issues. You won't have a spouse that ends up in some sort of a, an assisted living or things along those lines. And then before you know it, uh, what you thought wasn't going to happen does, and you didn't plan ahead financially for it. And again, you're still back pushing a shopping cart.
8: That's true. So many people don't take a look at all of the contingencies that are out there. And, and you know, I heard uh, one of the lead up uh, uh, advertisements uh, to this interview talking about good estate planning, understanding that having those things yeah. in order, not just for yourself, but for your family uh, and long term care planning. There's so many creative ways that even for people that don't have mega wealthy portfolios mm-hmm. can can make sure that they're going to uh, create a pile of cash that they can leverage for nursing home expenses, et cetera
0: I think the other thing too, and I know it's' it's, it's also important time wise and this is for a lot of you folks listening that are a little bit younger than myself, David of course, is that end of of i shouldn't say end of life but but wellness planning maybe that's a better way for me to say that to where if somebody is sure. ill, including yourself, maybe you're disabled or you have to go into some long term care. There's insurance that when you're young, David, doesn't cost you much, that when you get older, can't even be bought in a lot of cases. My point is, if you're going to look at some of those things and have that as a part of your planning, you need to do that early, not late, right?
8: You sure do. You need to do it before the parts are starting to get broken. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, So we, we advocate for that. Certainly, there's a lot of creative types of things out there today that will leverage cash uh... into a multi-purpose thing where you can have an investment but at the same time if you're one of the unlucky ones where some of the parts stop working on you uh... you've got uh, a leverage of three to four times what your investment is to cover you for yeah. future you know either home care expenses or expenses in a nursing home those things that that you know you just can't plan for uh... ten fifteen twenty years out but you know the reality is Mortality has improved in our country. Yes. Morbidity yes. has increased. A lot more people are using care, home care, uh, nursing home types of, of protections. So you've you got to plan for it. It's just good, good money management to include those things. And, and we do talk about those things in Bonfire of the Sanities.
0: Outside of not planning at all, which I know is probably the biggest mistake, you, you you run into people where they just didn't plan at all. It's a huge mistake. But outside of just not planning, what do you see are some of the larger mistakes people? Had? I know you discussed that a moment ago with you know having too risky of investments as they get older. But what else do people do that maybe they don't think are a mistake but are?
8: Well, I think if, if you look at the last you know twenty five years in the stock market, uh, you know the first thirteen years of our stock market you had two major drops and two major recoveries. You know, the 2000 to 2003 debacle recovered by 2007, but then we had the banking crisis 2008 to 2009 and then recovery back up to 2013. So you had 13 years. The first 13 years of our century we were underwater. Mm. So most people believe that the way things have been in the past 10 or 15 years with unprecedented borrowing, stimulation, quantitative easing by the stock market, by the Federal Reserve, uh, that's going to continue on into their retirement years. And that just ain't so. It's not going to continue that way. We're seeing now that most people believe that the way they have been invested. We call that the accumulation period of their life, right. 30s, 40s, 50s, go for the growth, because right. you've got time on your side. They, we understand once you're in your 60s, planning on your smooth exit strategy, you want to have something in place that takes some of that element of risk away, where now we enter what we call the distribution phase, where we want to make sure that what we've built still can grow, I'm not anti-growth, but I am pro-income. Most everything out there has an income component to it.
0: Okay. How many people do you feel, and this can change, by the way, but currently right now, uh, and and there's a lot of misconceptions because I hear these people on a – Pretty routine basis. There's a misconception that, oh, once I get to a certain age, I'll sell my house, I'll have all of the proceeds from it. I don't owe any taxes because you get that one-time exemption if you're over a certain age. Well, David, that doesn't exist, and it's 500 k for married filing jointly as far as no capital gains tax go. How many people do you feel are not factoring that tax? burden that might be there, you know, say they've got a home worth a million bucks, they have very little basis, they're going to be way over their 500, and they owe capital gains when it's done, but they weren't counting on that.
8: Oh, a lot of people are are taking that into consideration that, or actually not taking that into consideration, and and are going to be set for uh, cruising for a bruising. And not just that, John, the reality is, at least where I'm from in the Midwest here, uh, house sales are starting to slow down right. with interest rates so so, uh, so high right now, you know, uh, double what they were two and a half, three years ago. Correct. Uh, a lot of people are, are sitting on their properties right now because they don't have an alternative to uh, of where they're going to move to uh, when they do sell their property. So it's not just the tax element. Mm. It's will the market be strong enough when I'm ready to sell the house uh, and get a decent price. Uh, not the least of which is, you know, the, the the capital gains tax issue. So, yeah, a lot of people do think that their real estate uh, holdings are going to be the end-all, be-all of it, but frankly, it's important to understand that if you can plan for what you've accumulated in your 401 most people have enough funds in their 401k IRA accounts that if they were just understanding that an income can be produced from it, whether it be individual securities, that are hand-selected. That's what we do uh, here. Uh, they could have more income than they need, still have that inflation hedge, which allows them to, in years they don't need all the income, reinvest that income into more shares. Mm. And if you want some growth, then that should be money that you need for that RV, or maybe that's money you want to give to your church, whatever that might be. Right. If it's more growth-based, then use that money for a different purpose. Mm. But if it's for income, we want to make sure that that money that we have is producing, you know, a revenue stream of at least 5, 5.5% debt of fees.
0: Before I let you go, on and to read this text message that just came in, which is very appropriate, of course, because of what we're talking about. My cousin, who died suddenly three weeks ago, was 37, left a wife and three kids. Thankfully, he had all of his affairs in order, saved his wife a lot of headaches. It's never too early. We aren't guaranteed to see bedtime tonight. Now that I've expressed this again with someone close, I can't scream loud enough for everyone that I know to have a financial plan and an end of life plan as well. You know what, uh, David? I couldn't say that any better myself.
8: Oh wow, that's awesome! Yeah, there you go. Thirty-seven years of age. We don't know when our last day we is We don't. Here. So if you love someone. Plan it, plan it now. Yep, you can't plan too early.
0: All right, the book "Bonfire of the Sanities: Reset Your Retirement Portfolio for Today's Financial Lunacy" on sale December the twelfth. At where all great books are sold. David, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for the book as well. Uh, I've enjoyed already what I've read, and I appreciate you joining us, sir. John, I appreciate the time. You're very Have a welcome. Great evening. Have a great evening, David. Appreciate it very much. And uh, again, I read through the book today, folks. Very good advice in there. And I don't know that there's anything I read uh, – I didn't read it cover to cover, but as I read through several different chapters uh, this morning, I didn't see anything in there that I could disagree with in the conversation we just had. You can see that he's very much on the same page that we are. So k in our Home Transition, speaking of, as we get older, and maybe you're thinking about selling out or maybe you've got a family member that is, but maybe the home needs a bunch of remodeling to really get top dollar from the home – Instead of you handling all of that, let KNR help you with all of that, and they've got a way to do that through their reup program. Call them today and find out how. Find them at klzradio.com.
10: When you have an inherited home, you need a real estate advocate on your side to know where to start. Cat and Robin of K and R Home Transitions are here to walk you through the steps with complete transparency. They also know exactly what will make a house sell, and they work exceptionally hard until your inherited home is sold for the highest price possible and as quickly as possible. Inherited homes often need a lot of work, as we have mentioned many times, and Cat and Robin know how to get. Get everything done with their network of contractors and partners. They also know when you should spend money on a fix and when to wait because the repair or remodel is not worth the benefits. Kat and Robin are your true real estate advocates and they protect you from the mistakes and bad decisions that are bound to happen without their experience and advice. You must contact Katherine and Robin to get your inherited home sold. Just go to klzradio.com home or call 720 437-8210
0: Premier Home Remodels and again if you want to keep your home up to date keep it remodeled and looking fresh Premier can help you with all of that especially as we head into the winter months find them at
6: Premier Home Remodels can turn your remodeling ideas into reality with their 3D digital rendering of your home project Premier can prevent any surprises by creating this clear picture of what your project will look like upon completion This 3D digital rendering breaks down the whole process from the design to construction work, while also showing you every detail of the tile, cabinets, structure, and more. Premiere will help eliminate any guesswork on what your updated remodel might look like by showing you the reality of how it will turn out. Premier also works with you to customize your ideas within your budget. This gives you the next level detail, not just visually, but also financially. Premier Home Remodels always takes the time with you to fine-tune every design aspect to fit your specific needs and desires. To see the full picture of what your remodel will look like, go to klzradio.com remodel. That's klzradio.com remodel.
0: Alright, Cub Creek Heating and air conditioning, and again, I say this often, especially as we head into the winter months here, if you've been running your furnace and you notice some things that don't quite seem right, get them a call today and find out what they can do for you, and they can even upgrade your furnace to high efficiency and most likely save you money over time. Find them at klzradio.com.
1: Firing up your furnace for the first time this season can reveal problems, and Cub Creek Heating and AC wants you to be prepared for the winter. The Ream Heating and Air Certified Pro Partners at Cub Creek know that a bad filter can overheat your furnace, especially when you first turn it on. A dirty filter or other components can cause a dusty home, respiratory issues, and the dirt can cause mechanical and electrical elements to fail. Dirty or damaged components can lead to serious failures that turn a $200 fix into a $2,000 one. When you schedule the team at Cub Creek to tune up your furnace, you get a 30-point inspection, including mechanical, electrical, filter changes, pressure checks, and more. And if you become a Cub Creek member, you can save money, and Cub Creek will ensure your system is always ready. Reach out to the passionate HVAC experts at Cub Creek to service your furnace by going to klzradio.com slash HVAC today.
2: Now back to Rush
0: to Reason on KLZ 560. We are back. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget the website, RushToReason.com, where you can go back and listen to a lot of the previous episodes of things that we have had. You can send them on to other folks as well. Producer Andy does a great job of putting those into all of our show notes and have them all you know, cataloged out where you can go find things fairly easy that way. Tim Scott. Senator Tim Scott, I should say, who has been a presidential candidate, is no longer. He is now out, which after the last debate, and I love the guy, so please, I'll make sure I get this out there first. Do I like Tim Scott? I do. I think he's a very genuine, nice individual. You know, is he a guy that I could sit down here and have an interview with and just have a lot of conversation with? Absolutely. Is he presidential material? Not right now. Could he be down the road? I think with some work and some polishing up on his delivery and some of the things that that need to be done in that arena to win, yes. Is he there right now? No, you could see that from, again, these, these several debates, but the last one especially. And, again, this is not a knock. This is just simply the way things are. And, unfortunately, even though some folks might be better suited For the office than others, which I do think is a lot of times the case, you have to present yourself in such a way to get elected first. Whether you're best suited or not, I'm sorry to say, in the United States of America, doesn't matter. That's something that our party, especially here in Colorado, needs to understand and realize. You may have the best candidate as far as principles, how they view policies. How they, can, how they conduct themselves, on and off of the camera, on and on we go. They may be the very best person for the job, but if they don't present themselves in that way and they're not electable, does it matter? And the answer is no, it doesn't. And for some reason, and I don't know why, because we are a very, I believe, the smartest party out there, I do believe that we're not the most strategic, but I do. But do I believe we're the smartest and have the best the best way of looking at things? Absolutely. Problem is we sometimes let our judgment on who should be running versus someone else get in the way of who's really electable. In other words, we like somebody. We like their principles. We like what they stand for. We like what they would do if they were ever to be elected. The problem that we have as a party, especially in Colorado, is we don't step back and say, okay, with all that being said, this is a person that has high integrity. They're great. They can can lead behind the scenes. They can get done what needs done. They will do what we as a country need. We don't step back and say, okay, great. Are they electable? How well do they present themselves? How dynamic are they? How much can they garner voter support? And I'm just telling you, folks, unless we ask all of those questions, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how good they are at everything else. And, And I'm sad to say that, by the way. It's no longer a contest of who's most qualified. It's a contest of who's most electable. And frankly, by the way, it always has been. If you're not electable and you can't put on the proper face when it comes to being elected you're not going to be unfortunately we live in a day and age to where there's a lot of uneducated voters that will not read through all the things that they need to to determine whether somebody's right wrong or otherwise they just go off the sound bites so unless you've got a candidate that can make those sound bites count we're not winning the election and I'm, I'm afraid to say that as a party, we don't look at that closely enough, and we run a lot of people at times that, frankly, have no business running because while they may be really, really great people, and most likely are, they're not electable. And right now, to his credit, that was Tim Scott. And he realized it, or somebody around him did, and he felt like it's best to just bow out. Congratulations, Tim. I still think you're a great man. You're just not ready yet for that presidential run and somebody evidently made that made him aware of that. American National Insurance is next. Paul Leuenberger. I've talked to several people, by the way, over the weekend about insurance. If you've got questions about insurance specifically, please give Paul a call, 303-662-0789.
3: Paul Leuenberger will teach you how to pay for home insurance the right way, saving money on premiums while protecting yourself from catastrophic costs in the future. American National Insurance keeps premiums low by attracting clients who choose to self-insure the small stuff. Most people don't understand basic economics, so they file claims all the time, driving up the cost of insurance year after year. You listen to Rush to Reason, so you probably have a better head on your shoulders, financially speaking, than the average homeowner. Still, you can learn new strategies from Paul Leuenberger to practice responsible money management. The smartest homeowners only file claims in emergencies, opting to pay out-of-pocket for everyday expenses. Personal responsibility benefits everyone, enabling you to afford total loss coverage. Call John's personal insurance agent, Paul Lewinberger, with American National Insurance, for details about his one-of-a-kind rebate program. 303-662-0789.
0: All right, we're going to be back here in just a few minutes, and we've got a special guest, Pam Newtson joining us. We've talked to Pam before. She's from Avalara, which is a company that does taxes for short-term rental companies, Airbnb, VRBO, and so on. And there is a lot of proposed, is what I should say, changes. Some are going to be talked about tomorrow, by the way, at the state capitol. And we're going to talk to her about some of those things in just a moment. So don't don't go anywhere. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.